If you can join me again to the letter written by Paul to the Church of Colossians, we'll be looking at this first chapter, verses 9 through 14. I will be reading from the New Living Translation. Those who are able, if you don't mind, if you can stand in the honoring of reading of God's word. Colossians, after Philippians and the new found in the New Testament, we'll be looking at verses 9 through 14. Reading from New Living Translation to read, So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you will you live will always honor and please the Lord. All your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and the patience you need. May you be filled with joy. Always thanking the Father, he has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Praise God for his words. You may be seated. If you can help me announce this title to your neighbor, tell them, tell them knowing how to live. If you can help me announce it to your other neighbor, tell your other neighbor, tell them knowing how to live. If you look in this text, you saw that he says that he desires for us to live worthy. Worthy of the Lord. And so looking at knowing how to live, we can look at the prayer that Paul puts in this letter to the church of Colossae and see the prayer, what he indicates that he desires for them in this prayer. And so the goal for us to learn is that living for the Lord is, a, is, is to live worthy, and, and a living worthy is a result of our private devotional life with him. You cannot live a worthy life publicly if you're not living a worthy life privately. And so in this process, when we look at this prayer, you see he prays that they will have knowledge and understanding. Do you understand that the fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding? We find that in Proverbs 9, chapter verse 10. And so when we fear the Lord, we desire to know the Lord. And when we know the Lord, we have no choice but to fear the Lord. Because knowing God means you will know his conduct, you'll know his nature, and you'll know his character. When you know God, you know how awesome he is, and then also you know how wonderful he is, but also you know how terrible he is. 
And knowing God kind of reminds us, if you are familiar with the Chronicles of Narnia, Lucy was talking to the beavers about meeting Aslan, the lion. And so she did not know Aslan was a lion, but he, she knew he was the king. So she was excited about being the king. And she says, how is the king? And they say, well, the king is good. And says, I, I might be nervous to meet the king. And says, well, you better be nervous to meet the king. He says, any person who's, who's not nervous meeting the king is just crazy or just plain silly. And then she finds out he's a lion, but he's good. He's a lion. You know, you know, you know, uh, 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 she was terrified. Now, a lion, because she came from a real world, a lion eats people. So how can I go to a lion and not be scared now and be nervous before this lion? But it says uh, who, who, we're not concerned about being scared. It's no, the lion is good. And so she was scared, but they, she, they told her the lion was good upon us and that, yes, we should be scared to have awe and fear before God. But yet we also can have comfort knowing that he is good. Knowing that God is good. Look what here. He will do the work to fill us up. You see the prayer that God will fill. What I like about how a God will fill means that he will complete. He will make whole. Meaning that only God is able to fill the gaps in our lives that only he can satisfy. Uh, people that want knowledge and wisdom understanding, you might know these people. They want to know information, whether it be sports or whether it be economics, whether it be on gossip. They read up. And they read up on this information so that they can share what they have learned with somebody else. As, did you hear? Do you know that? And the sharing of the information as it's coming up, they're trying to get knowledge and wisdom and understanding, and they fill up, and they never get enough. That's why there's subscriptions to these magazines, because we want more information. I, I, I want more sports information. So I need a sports illustrator or ESPN magazine. So I can find out what's going on with my team. I, I got to get on the Internet to find out who, who, who my favorite team is drafting, who are they going to pick up, who's going to be the new coach. Uh, it's information I want to know so I can understand, but I'm still never satisfied. Once I get the information, I want to know more. But God is pointing out to us that I will complete you. When I give you wisdom and knowledge and understanding that comes from me, you don't have to look for any more. Because I will bring you to completion. I will fill you up. So, in other words, what I want us to understand is that we need to empty our minds. Because a full cup can't hold any more water, can it? And so we have to become empty, void of this world and all the information that it gives us so we can be filled up with the knowledge and the understanding of spiritual wisdom of how to live a life that's worthy of the Lord. Because God desires to share with us his rich inheritance with his children, the children of the lie. You see that there? That, that he made us qualify for the inheritance. This, this is very interesting to look in that this inheritance in the English terminology, we might look at it as being something of someone inherits and receives when somebody dies. But God is letting you know that this is not how it works. I, so a better translation for us to understand of this knowledge and wisdom, understanding that God is sharing with us, is to understand that he has qualified us and made us able to receive all that he has. And so with this wisdom 
and in this understanding that comes from God, then we'll learn that our transformation has caused us to change because of what we learn from him, that we want to live as children of the light who have an inheritance, who have a, a reserved blessing, if you will, that God has prepared for us beforehand and wants to give to us, and he has qualified us through Jesus that we can be in this. So therefore, when we understand his wisdom and knowledge, then we understand how to live worthy. Living worthy also means this, that we no longer walk and talk like the world walks and talks. I, I, I used to feel out, left out, when I couldn't hang with the cool kids. Anybody ever feel like that before? Because the cool kids would talk about terminology and things I did not know when they would say, well, Sam, he spends his time in church. He doesn't know what we're talking about. And they were right. I had no clue, so I wanted to know, so therefore I had to, I, en I engulfed myself where every time they say the new rapper's name, I went and bought that CD. So I could be up on it, so Sam became the DJ because Sam had all the music. And then Sam became cursing, Sam began acting foolish because I was filling myself up with this junk, trying to be with them, not living a life worthy of the Lord. We got to be careful that when we are trying to live for the Lord, but we want to please people, that we start filling ourselves up with junk, that we start living a life unworthy, unpleasing unto God, and we start wondering why we still are feeling empty, because that stuff that we're putting into us has nothing that's going to provide for us. You know how many of us have, have seen people get on diets and you look at them and you're wondering why they haven't lost any weight because they keep on eating those empty calorie stuff. <laughs> empty calorie stuff means stuff that you keep on putting into your system and it's not helping you. There's no nutrition value, there's no protein, no vitamins, anything in it, so it's just a waste of putting it into your stomach. Yes, you get filled, but yet you'll be hungry again. But when we satisfy ourselves with good meals that have nutritional value upon them, such as the word of the Lord, it's amazing that you don't have room for that junk. You're able to push back from the table and says, I'm full. I, I've had enough. Because God will fill us up with what we desire. But the world will continue to give us empty stuff that makes us think we want it, but we're never going to be happy. And so when we have this knowledge and this understanding, we will have a purposeful prayer, too, in our lives. And so, Lord, I pray for more wisdom, more knowledge, and more understanding because I realize, Lord, I don't have the answers. Lord, I don't know the direction. But, Father, I understand that you know the plan for my life. And so I put it in your hands. Lord, truly asking you to give me wisdom, insight. Lord, I'll move when you move. I'll speak when you tell me to speak. I'll be silent when you tell me to silence. Lord, I will be still and know that you are God. I know you are the light of my life. You are the strength of my life. You are my salvation. So Lord, I can trust and depend on you. And look, look how I can trust and depend on you with joy. Do you see how we have knowledge and understanding with joy? But yet, if you look at it too, it says that this joy also is, is inclusive with our patience and our long suffering. If you look at the text and, and look at it, why 
why do we have endurance, New Living Translation in verse 11 shows endurance and patience. Some have, you know, patience and long-suffering. Why do you have that when they both mean the same? They're trying to point this out that basically we should be able to walk worthy of the Lord, be light in this dark world, and do so without complaining. That's patience. Patience is able to do something without murmuring and complaining. We have heard the complaints. I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to like it. You better be glad I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it anyway. Because you said so, I'm going to do it. That's murmuring and complaining. But the endurance and the patience and the joy comes in that, Lord, I can put up with this mess knowing that you're my help. Knowing you are my strength. And, and, and look, look how in this world it, it becomes harder for us who are trying to live right. And yet we never get ahead. And you see those who are living wrong, but they're getting raises. They're getting a new car. They're getting a brand new house. Can I help you out? Psalm 37 and 7 says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret uh, when, succeed, when, uh, when men succeed in their ways, uh, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Uh, if you keep on reading, it says they'll soon uh, fade away. And so what we can be encouraged and realize that they may be succeeding now, but they soon will fade away. But yet we have an inheritance, hello somebody, that God has given us which is eternal, which will never fade away, and which is stored up just for us. So don't get caught up with all this quick stuff that's going to make you happy for a little while, but pain for a lifetime. But yet you can realize I can have pain in this life, but have joy for eternity so I can hold out just a little bit longer. But when we complain and murmur, we'll be just like the children in Israel that saw a God doing miraculous and wonderful things. But yet they complain, say, how long are we going to put up with this? And God finally got tired and said, how long I'm going to put up with your complaining and your murmuring? Have I not done this? Well, you don't you're not going to see the promised land because you don't even want to get there. You can't even hold out for me to get it ready for you. Anybody here able to hold out? Just a little bit longer realizing, Lord, Lord if I hold out, you're going to make everything all right. That's why we like that song. Lord, help me to hold out until my change come. Because we realize our hope is in him, realizing that, Lord, it's in you. So I'm trusting you to do the good things you promise you're going to do to me. I'm seeing troubles in my way. I'm seeing trials in my way. But I found out, Lord, in the past that you can make a bridge over troubled water. You can make a way out of no way. So I might be in trials and tribulations and problems right now. But, Lord, I put my faith, my trust in you, knowing that you're able to work it out. And so when I know he's able to work it out, I have joy. And this joy leads me to give thanksgiving. Y'all see that in the text? I give him thanksgiving and look at the reasons why I give him some thanksgiving. Verse 12 says, always thanking the father for he has enabled you to share 
and the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. Look at verse 13, for he has rescued us uh, from the kingdom of darkness or one trend. Let me say he has he has released us from the power of darkness or a better way to understand that he has rescued us from the bondage of sin. So one reason why I can be thank you. I'm no longer a slave. When we were living in darkness, we were slaves to sin. But the Lord saw us in our condition and he changed that. And so when we realize and understand who he is, we have a powerful and purposeful prayer life. And this purposeful and powerful prayer life gives us the perseverance in a time of trouble. And when we have this perseverance in a time of trouble, we don't have to complain. We don't have to murmur, but we have joy. And our joy comes knowing that this life is temporal. What God has is eternal. And God has qualified us for his inheritance. He has made us fit. Uh, can I help somebody of you not understand that the qualifying give me a better illustration? Have you ever gone to try on some clothes and they just didn't fit? And you realize in order to make them fit that you might have to go to a seamstress. You might have to go to a tailor for them to get your measurements so that it will fit you the way you want it to fit you. And once they get those measurements, it fits you just right. Anybody else want to put it on, it won't fit them the same way it fits you, but it fits you just right. What I'm trying to tell you that God has tailor-made. <laughs> he has fitted your inheritance, that it fits you just right, that everything will be in the order that you want it to be, that nothing missing, everything will stitch, everything will be lined up just right. Right. And he does this for his saints that walk in the light. Do you see here that he is the light? And since he is the light and heaven is his home and, and, and let casters, casters, we want to be in heaven. And when he makes a new heaven and a new earth, it says he is the light. There's no need for a sun or the moon because the father will be the light. And so when, if he is the light and we walk in the light, we want to be in his presence. And if we want to be in his presence, then we realize that we have to be out of darkness to be in the light. And he has rescued us. Us, so we're no longer slaves to sin, but under the dominion and the rule of a benevolent, loving king. And we want to be in that place. But if you're in the presence of sin, look, look, the enemy doesn't care about you. He wants, he wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to trouble you. He wants to kill everything you care for, too. But when you are no longer under his power and persuasion, but under the power and the influence of the almighty, benevolent, loving God, it's amazing how you have joy in the midst of trouble. You have peace in the midst of trouble. You have, you have the point of realizing that it's going to work out some way, uh, somehow. I, I may not see I may not know about it, but one thing I do know that God is able to work it out. And we can do that in the light. But in darkness, it's defeat. But in the light, there's victory. And so we realize, look what he has done for us. 
Not only can we pray to God to give us wisdom and understanding so that we will have a fruitful life of walking in obedience to his word. We also realize that also God will empower us to be strong, to be have patience and looking also what he has done for us. He has rescued us from the power of death, of darkness and sin. And also he has redeemed us. And so now I give thanks to him in my living. We talked about Thanksgiving and how we want to be thankful for things. But one way for us to show God that we are thankful is not just lip service, but life service. We ought to show him we're thankful by how we're now living a life that is showing him, Lord, I am grateful that you pay the price for me. That you redeemed me. Not only did you redeem me, that you paid the penalty for my sin, but you pardoned me. You forgave me. You released me for that penalty. Because the wages of sin is death. That's one payment we all deserve is death. And when we think about death, I'm not talking about how we'll lay a casket maybe in front of here or maybe down at the colonial chapels or some place that you'll put a casket. I'm not talking about that kind of death. I'm talking about death to be separated. From the presence of God for eternity, for we all deserve to be banished and punished and sent to hell. But he loved us enough that he sent Jesus, his beloved son, his only begotten son, to die on the cross for our sins. He died on the cross for our sins so that blood would be shed. Uh, You probably think, uh, why did blood have to be shed? Because there's no remission of sins, uh, but by the shedding of blood. Why did his blood have to be shed? I heard someone say because turtle dove blood, uh, that wouldn't do it. Uh, Ox blood, uh, that wouldn't do it. Lamb's blood, but that wouldn't do it. But only the blood uh, of the only begotten son uh, will be enough to pay the penalty back to God. And, And once that blood was shed, it redeemed us. It purchased us. And catch this, he made us his own by saying, I release you. Of all the penalty, of all the debts, of all the problems, past, present, and future, I'm calling you my own. And now that we've been changed and now that we have been cleaned, we ought to walk and talk and live a different life. It should be shown to everybody that now I know how to be a better husband. I know how to be a better wife. I know how to be a better brother, a better sister, a better daughter, a better son. Because it was the son of God that came into my life. And showed me. And so when we realize that living worthy for the Lord is a every day journey and trial of learning. And Lord, give me wisdom. Because you know something's going to come up on another day that you haven't prepared for. But yet God is already ready for it. So all you got to do is say, Lord, give me some wisdom. <laughs> give me some insight. Many of us, Many of us depend on our gadgets more than we depend on God. We won't be caught anywhere without our iPads, our cell phones, our nooks, our tablets, whatever it may be. But you might leave your house without prayer. But once you're in trouble, you're trying to say, God, I need some help. But he's like, where where were you in the morning? We make sure we keep our gadgets charged up so they're ready when we want to use them. Can I help somebody up? God doesn't need any charging. He's always ready to be right there to fill us up and to pour us out and fill us right back up and to pour us out. Why is that? Because God wants to use us. There's a world out there that's dying. 
that are looking for some hope. And he wants to use us to be that hope. He wants to use us to be that light. He wants us to be used to be that salt. And so, therefore, we live worthy because he has called us to be holy. We are his holy ones. We are his brothers. We are the saints, the body of Christ. And we are called to live a life that's different than this world. We have to help continue to expose the affirmities of, of, of in our lives so that we can be strengthened. Because this, this is what the enemy's trying to do. The enemy's trying to attack the church. He's trying to attack the church by attacking the people who claim to be Christians and sowing the cracks in their lives. And the problem that we need to show them that says, yes, I do know Christ, but yes, there's some sin issues in my life. So we have to be mindful. I'm not holier than thou. I'm not better than you. But yet I want you to understand I'm living a life worthy of the Lord that I'm no longer called up in the pastor because when somebody when somebody sees you and and you try to tell them how you've been changed cast this cast this they're going to tell you well I remember when you used to do such and such you could tell I remember that too and I also remember when I found Jesus uh, and when I found Jesus things in my life started changing so you can bring up that old stuff and and I will I'll be grateful that you'll bring up that old stuff because I need that old stuff to remind me of his worthiness, of his goodness, of his grace, and his mercy. And because of that old stuff, he died on that old rugged cross for me. He's, he's hung him high, they stressed him while his blood came trickling down for me. Because of that past stuff, I've been changed, I've been redeemed, I've been forgiven, and I got inheritance over in glory. Good day now, children. May the Lord bless you real good. But on your way home, you ought to tell Testify to somebody, I've been changed, I've been redeemed. Now I walk worthy for my Lord, living a life that's pleasing and acceptable unto him. This world can't, can't satisfy us. So there's no need to try to satisfy in this world. But the Lord can satisfy us. So we might as well live a life to satisfy him. And he will give us peace. He will give us the ability to make it through without complaining so that when your funeral comes and someone sings that song, I had my good days, I had my bad days, I had some hills to climb, but when I look my life over, I would say all my good days outweigh my bad days, I won't complain. And the reason why, because God's been good to me. <laughs> Better than this whole world could ever be. <laughs> and so when we look at, when we look at he is our hope, he is our all in all, he's the reason why we can make him. And so therefore we live for him. So how can we live worthy? By trusting in his word. Seeking him for knowledge and understanding. And then we'll have joy and thanksgiving as we endure trials and tribulations that come, knowing we can put it in his hands, who has qualified us for his inheritance because he has forgiven us and he has pardoned us and redeemed us. So now we can now live for him. Everybody, we ask closed.